Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from the 12 by 12 Picture Book Writing Challenge. Picture book authors need to be fairly prolific to be published. That's why members of 12 by 12 aim to write one picture book draft a month. Through an online forum, monthly webinars, a private Facebook group, and more, members enjoy the accountability, support, and motivation of a fantastic community of authors and illustrators. Registration is only open in January and February. Visit 12by12challenge.com slash membership for more information. That's 12x12challenge.com slash membership. Support also comes from Little Feminist Book Club. Little Feminist wants to help you diversify your child's bookshelf. Each month they send one to two books featuring characters of underrepresented backgrounds. Little Feminist spends months consulting with a team of educators, librarians, and parents to pick each book and create a suite of hands-on activities to accompany them. Whether it's treasure hunts or DIY musical instruments, the goal of the included activities is to make the stories come alive for both children and families. Go to littlefeminist.com and use the coupon code WINNER for $5 off when you order, or click on the link at matthewcwinner.com slash podcast to get started today. Raise good humans, one children's book at a time. Sydney Taylor Book Award recognizes outstanding books for children and teens that authentically portray the Jewish experience, presented annually by the Association of Jewish Libraries since 1968. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 489. I'm your host, Matthew Winner, and today I'm joined by Susan Cussell and Rebecca Levitan. Susan chaired the Sydney Taylor Book Awards this year, and Rebecca is the incoming chair. To join me to talk about the award, what it's like to serve on a YMA committee, and trying to change conversations around Jewish literature through the work done during committee tenure. We've also reached out to the authors and illustrators whose works represent the winners, honors, and notables from the 2019 Sydney Taylor Book Awards, so be sure to stick around for that. And now, please welcome my guests, Susan Cussell and Rebecca Levitan of the Sydney Taylor Book Awards. My name is Susan Cousell, and my pronouns are she, her, hers, and let's see, what do I do? It's probably quicker to tell you what I don't do, but what I 
what I do is I'm a, a synagogue librarian. I am uh, I'm a book buyer for an independent bookstore for children's and young adult books. Um, I have been on several award committees, including the 2015 Caldecott Committee, and um, I've been on the Sydney Taylor Book Award for four years, and I'm just ending my term, and have been the chair for the last two. And um, I'm about to be a published picture book author next year. Congratulations. Thank you. I am Rebecca Levitan. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, I am a public librarian and the incoming Sydney Taylor Book Award chair. And I am the mother of two little girls. So uh, quality Jewish books are pretty important to me. I think that we've got a wealth of experience and knowledge at this table. I love also because I spend so much of my time in school library world. I love even hearing that there's like a public librarian on the other side of the Skype call or a synagogue librarian. That just is, <laughs> this is fun for me. Specialty librarians. This is really cool. But um, more importantly, uh, you both have served on award committees, and that is something that I don't have experience with. But I think a lot of us listening, um, be it teachers or librarians that have considered what it might be like to be on said committee or an author or illustrator that might um, – you know, be aware of these committees or, or be hopeful that maybe one day one of their books will get a nod by one of these committees. I think it's really cool to know that, that you both are, are in that place of, of serving the, the, the library community in that way. Um, but I want to know, like, what is it like? What gets you onto a committee? Why be on a committee? Susan, why, why be on a book? <laughs> oh, committee? Susan, you have to tell him why you got onto the committee. <laughs> onto, onto this committee? Oh, oh yeah. God. Tell me, why, why did you it's get onto so Susan? Oh, gosh. You're going to make me say the real answer, aren't you, Rebecca? I really um, am. See, yeah, see, that's the problem with having both of us on this. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca's my fact checker. This is amazing. Rebecca's going to, Rebecca is going to fact check me. Um, so, okay, so why did I get onto this committee? Well, I mean, there were like, there were several reasons, um, the City Taylor Committee. So like I told you, I'd been on, I've been on a lot of different committees um, and for a lot of different library associations and I've been on for the Sybils and ALA and lots of different places. Um, one of the reasons uh, is a very, was a very practical reason. Um, once you're on um, eh, certain committees uh with the american library association particularly the caldecott committee and newberry and other committees there's a four-year waiting period a four-year blackout before you can be on the next committee next award committee and how um, long do you serve on are, are all of the awards the same how long did you serve on caldecott well okay well <laughs> sorry know, I, I answer all the questions okay all wait the questions. one second Okay, so one, there was, there was a four-year blackout for me to get onto the next American Library Association committee. Um, and at the time, the Sydney Taylor uh, committee term was four years. It's recently been changed to two years, so this doesn't apply anymore. But at the time, it was four years, and so I thought, hey, look, here's a committee I could be on for four years. This is one reason. Um, another reason was that... Um, I care very deeply about Jewish books. Um, as a synagogue librarian, this is what I read. This is what my patrons are reading. This is what I'm involved with. This is what I work with, what I recommend every day. And so these books are very important to me. 
Um, the reason Rebecca wants me to tell you <laughs> is, is that there had there had been a lot of I had seen on the lists and I had been impressed with the lists and there were great books on the list, but I had seen a lot of Holocaust books on the list. And I was like, oh, you know, if I get on the committee, there'll be less there'll be fewer Holocaust books. And then this last year, the there were almost all Holocaust books and everyone said and I was the chair of the committee and everyone said, <laughs> oh, my gosh, why are there so many Holocaust books? And I said, well, yeah, yeah. Um, but the reality is that it's a large percentage of what is published in Jewish children's literature. And so when that is what is being published and what is being submitted, then that is what you have to choose from. That makes sense. Susan, are you Jewish? I am. Do you need to be Jewish to be on the committee? We don't have a specific rule and you don't I mean, it doesn't say anywhere in our bylaws and we don't uh, you don't have to be Jewish to be a member of the Association of Jewish Libraries, and you do not have to be Jewish to win the Sydney Taylor Book Award. Oh, all interesting connections. But the the Sydney Taylor Book Award, though, uh, well, describe what qualifies <laughs> the book to be the winner of the Sydney Taylor Book Award. Rebecca, why don't I give you a shot at okay. at that language? Okay, so the winner of the Sydney Taylor Book Award is a book of literary merit that authentically portrays the Jewish experience. So, so we're looking for really good quality and and accurate Jewish Jewish descriptions. <laughs> right. And 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 the 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 committee that's assembled for this, the or the committee that's selected for this, um mm -hmm. the understanding is that that you as a committee will be able to determine the authenticity, the the uh, of of a book of its story of its, you know, check the facts. You're able to say Yes. We pass this as authentic. Yes. Right yeah, we talk about it a lot. Um, you know, I mean, we're not trying to like police your Jewishness, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> not, we're not trying to do that, but, but we we will say. I mean, we will say. You know, well, it doesn't really happen that way, or that fact isn't quite accurate, or it sometimes you know things are different. Um, you know, there are different branches of Judaism, so some things yeah. are different. Um, if it's uh, more of a reform audience or character or conservative or orthodox. And we do try to have a um, diversity of branches of Judaism on the committee. Yes. Do Rebecca, are you also Jewish? I am. I assume because of the way you talked about the value of having it in uh, your home with your girls. Yes. But I recognized also that we hadn't said that outright. Um, but interesting to know that you, th that isn't uh, a required for being on the committee, but perhaps in some ways it's helpful so that not all stories, not not everyone's story is the same story, um, but also you, you I don't even you, know how I'm trying to word this. You come at it with, with a bit of shared history. There you go. Um, I think that, you know, that being Jewish, you have some just, some things that you grew up with you you are you know sort of innate in who you are so even though it's not a requirement it's definitely a benefit a benefit the books that you all read um are are spanning a really wide range as well i mean you're you're recognizing books that are really written for our youngest readers all the way through high school um 
what is that experience like for you to be reading those books? I know that I know from other committees or I know from talking to publishers that they their publicists decide what or the the publisher decides what books will be sent for consideration on each of those committees. They have to submit to you those books for your committee to read. Is that correct? Well, yes, but uh, so I mean, you asked me a question earlier that I never really answered, <laughs> which is um, about how uh, how the different committees. Well, I think what you asked was, you know, how committees are different and each of them are dramatically different, including, you know, how you get the books and how the publisher is submitting them. That's part of it. Um, I'll tell you how we get the books for the Sydney Taylor Committee is we uh, compile a list with a lot of help. Um, there's uh, there's a lot of um people we involve to try to uh, find, we try to cast this very wide net of trying to find every Jewish children's and YA book published in that year. And um, we're constantly looking, we're looking at conferences, we're looking on blogs, Rebecca, where else Twitter. did you say? Twitter, yeah. right, we just found some books off Twitter that um, <laughs> we're looking in articles, we're looking in reviews, we're looking everywhere. Um, and uh, we compile this list and then we ask the publishers and say, you know, HarperCollins, we have these five books that we have identified, could you send us that? But also, are there any books that you have identified that you would like to send us? Okay. Um, and there are some books that are some publishers that are primarily Jewish publishers, and most of them will just send us their entire lists. But that is your role on that committee is much more active than than again what I hear from other committees, and that sounds a lot more reflective of uh, reading on our state book award what it was like uh, that experience where we really were reading a lot of reviews and and considering what might be a good fit and seeking out those books. Uh, that's neat to know because it really feels to me then like the committee has its pulse on on what's being talked about in um on in reviews in social media what's being <laughs> what's being shared yeah well some books it's kind of funny you hear the same book over and over and over and uh we're like we got that one we know about it right um yeah. and and some books um you don't find out till later in the year and some books we are surprised to find that it even has Jewish content because it's not obvious from the description in the publishers, uh, you know, in the blurb or something. And so sometimes it takes a while to even figure out that it is Jewish. Um, it's just not, you know, obvious. And so then sometimes you get authors who say, Oh, it's also <laughs> Jewish. And then it yeah. may not be quite as Jewish as they thought it was. <laughs> yeah. That and, a great and that happened, it may not be happened. as Jewish as they thought it was. <laughs> well, it's hard because it we're is. stacking it up against all the other books, right? right? So so it may be very Jewish for what you're writing, um, but if you compare it to what we're looking at. Right. The Over the four years that you were on the the award committee, Susan, you mentioned going into it that you wanted to try to turn the focus away, perhaps of being so Holocaust focused or Holocaust heavy. Um, despite it sounds like recently knowing that there were just a, happened to be a lot of books published um, incorporating that that setting, that topic, that time period. Um, is that something that the committee also talks about as a whole? That there's a a, a value on 
I guess where I'm coming from is knowing that just from my work in children's literature, I hear a lot about making sure, for example, that in books centering on the African-American experience, that we're not always putting forward books that are about police brutality or things like that, but also showing other black children, other children of color, um, having different experiences. Is that similar to, to what your uh, focus was with Sydney Taylor over it, your time? I mean, it is. And I mean, I'm, I'm going to be the first to tell you that Holocaust books are extremely important. It's an extremely uh, important time period. It's something we should know about. It's something we should study. It's something I want my kids to know about. Um, absolutely. And I'm, I, there's a lot of enormous value in it. Um, if you just, it's just that if you look at the percentage mm. of Holocaust books being published, it's, it's overwhelming. It's, it, it's so much, it's so much of the material. <laughs> and when, and as a librarian, um, and I have kids who come in and that's not what they want. And, um, now there are kids who get very, um, interested in the Holocaust and they want to read about it. And I'm excited to have new terrific books about the, about it. And I'm excited. Um, this year actually we recognized some excellent, uh, Holocaust books and I'm proud of them. And I'm, I'm glad to be able to have great books to give, um, to my patrons. Yeah. But, um, but when it is such a large percentage, um, you do say you do have kids going in and like and saying, "Well, where's me? I don't see me in these books. Uh, um, where where are the books about me?" Um, and we're seeing more of those. We're starting to see more of those, but um, slowly. It's it's a slower process, and um, and I'm excited when to see them. And it's it's actually not just Holocaust books. We see a lot of um, kind of the standard tropes in the Jewish books that you see. Um, you see the Holocaust books, but you also see immigration stories. But it's it's kind of the Lower East Side, New York, on the boat, Ellis Island. And then, yeah, right, Rebecca. Then, w. Right, and Lower East Side, hanging out in the tenements and and eating knishes or something. It, yeah, it's it gets a little standard. Yeah, which again has yeah. enormous value and is an important part of history. It um, does. But, you know, it would be cool to read about Jews in Arizona, you know. <laughs> right. Or, you know, California or the Caribbean or something. Right. Um, and then you also see books. Um, so if you if you if it's not about the Holocaust, um, you do get lucky and sometimes get some books about the Inquisition. Mm. Um, we, we have very chipper history that we love to talk about. Yeah, um, I mean, I, you've heard the you've heard uh, our holidays are they tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat. Yeah. So that that's the joke. That's I've the joke. Never, yeah. I've never heard that before, oh, Rebecca. But I, I feel like I'm getting like the most before? insider quote ever. No, they not. tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat. Let's eat. <laughs> they, yep. Tried to kill us. That's, we won. Let's eat. It's yep. it's like that's the oldest the joke. It's it's not insider at all. It's the opposite. <laughs> yep, that's that's Hanukkah, Passover. Passover. It's every holiday. It's every yeah. holiday. I'm never gonna unsee that. 
<laughs> well, I I really um, one I admire you reaching out to me to include me in um, the celebrations that are going on this blog tour that you have going on for uh, the 2019 Sydney Taylor Book Award, uh, and I also was so honored to have the opportunity to speak well specifically to Vesper Stamper for what the night sings, and so you talk about these Holocaust books and how many you've read, and yet as that one won the Sydney Taylor Book Award, I feel like I get it that for all of these books that come out on this one topic, still there are books that are doing new things. There are yes. books that feel yes. so incredibly undeniably important. I said to her on, on our interview that I just, I've never read, I'm not that widely read in Holocaust stories, but I've never read a book that was post-Holocaust. And what do we do after we've lost these generations of knowledge and tradition and now we have to start anew? So so I get it. I get how thoughtful your committee is being about who you honor and why they're being honored and, and what it means to your readers, not just to young Jewish readers, but to all readers to to come across these books because certainly we know books with shiny stickers on them are often when librarians <laughs> especially school librarians we operate on a on a very limited budget and so I know, so yeah. sometimes it does have to be i'm going to rely and put faith on what books these committees are standing behind um and so i recognize the weight of being on a committee like that as i'm sure now you've 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 wrestled with for four years with this award, Susan, and you will will be entering into Rebecca. Well, and I and I do want to say, um, though, even though I talked about some of these are standard tropes, that all the three winners we had this year took these tropes and did amazing things with them. So you mentioned what the night sings. Um, I have seen uh, post Holocaust books, and maybe that's because I have. 500 Holocaust books in my library. Um, but uh, this one was so well done, so brilliant. The il the way the illustrations added to it, the whole book was exquisite. And in, um, and in our Younger Reader Award, I mean, we talked about the Lower East Side and the Tenement, but with all of Kind Family Hanukkah, that was done so beautifully and so sensitively and so different. And, um, and Sweep by Jonathan Oxier um, is this, you know, took this age-old story of the Gollum, which we have seen um, in many, many books, and reinvented that in a completely new and different way. So even though there are things that we've seen before, um, it is possible to do them new and to do them brilliantly and to do them so wonderfully. What, what would you say, Rebecca? I completely agree. I mean, to me, our our, all three of our winners just did made made me think of of new things of not like I had read them before and they're just they're That's all awesome. lovely that that experience it just to know we're adults but that never gets old and knowing that our children will experience that too that feeling of I've never read something like this I sometimes even think too of what it'll mean when when adults read these you know, teachers and librarians that work with children read these books that earn these awards. And then they too have that experience of, of what it, how a book can, can be as powerful as books for children are. We're in a really good time for that. And there, 
it's neat that you get to work on 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 bringing to light those books. And also, if I could just throw it out there, Jonathan yeah. Oxier, my <laughs> word, that boy, if no one has read an Oxier book, pick up a Jonathan Oxier book. I have not read Sweep. I've read his other stuff, oh, though. Oh, you're uh, missing out. No, 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 but I'm, an, I'm, I'm an awfully slow sweep. reader, so it's always waiting for the audiobook. And I, I know that, there, that an audiobook is available, and I will uh, listen to it. But I feel like, let's be honest, there's nothing I'd rather love more than to like drive up to his house and just have him read me the book himself because I love how he reads his stories. He um, he doesn't live that far from you, only a couple hours. Yeah, you could do that. He, he, we, we've we've crossed paths and I've I've seen him read his his work aloud and I've uh, been on panels with him and stuff before. He's 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 a good one and to, he is. to have these They're books all, out, yeah. just, mm, it's cool. It's cool. Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from Viz Media. Viz is excited to announce that Pokemon Adventures, the most popular and longest-running Pokemon comic, is now available digitally. Visit viz.com Pokemon to read a free preview of the beloved All Ages series. That's viz.com Pokemon. Support for the Children's Book Podcast also comes from longtime supporter Storyteller Academy. Learn the art of storytelling from published authors, illustrators, and editors at Storyteller Academy. Sign up today at StorytellerAcademy.com. You, so you both, Rebecca, is this your... Am I understanding it right then that this is your first year? No. On, okay. But as <laughs> no, a chair... I've been on the committee, and now I'm coming on as the chair. How long have you been on the committee? I think this was my third year. Okay. It was it was your third yeah. year. It was so my third year. It was your third and <laughs> Susan's fourth. So you've got to know each other over a couple of years. Mm-hmm. We have. And then we just spent time in the bar at ALA. So in the bar, not drinking. So so for for Sydney Taylor Book Award, is there... I guess what I'm trying to picture is what does your committee look like for folks coming in and like rotating through? Do you have a, are there people that are, uh, that, that is it typical to serve on this committee for a couple of years? And in that meantime, some people are coming on and some people are coming off or does it sort of go like in a wave that you lose half of your committee and the new half comes in? So it, um, yeah, so it uh, usually one or two people go off and one or two people come on. Okay. And we just, it's a four year, it's been a four year appointment. And just oh. as of a couple of weeks ago, it changed to two years um, with the next uh, next year of appointments. Okay. And how many people total are on this particular committee? Um, so there are seven people on this committee. Yeah. And and also including the past chair who advises, so that's eight. Okay. Uh, but the past chair doesn't vote, so there are seven voting members. So you are you are at this wait, at this moment are you still the chair, Susan, or are you about to hand For that like off another or... week, maybe. Okay, so you're you're <laughs> like chair and then Rebecca is coming in chair so she's right. serving on the committee, but like learning about what it means to chair. And then we just yes. appointed the new member to take my place. And mm-hmm. then I'm about to be the past chair. See, it's all confusing. No, but it all cycles. And <laughs> it it's, all nice cycles. That it, it's nice that it hands yeah. off. It's not anyone having to like figure out what you're doing 
on the year that you're arriving. It's it's that value of having like a president elect. I cannot tell you how grateful I am to Susan for <laughs> for giving me such a such a great amount of time ahead of time and like showing me what she was doing and including me in decisions. Like I could not I could not take this without her guiding me into it because otherwise I would have just had everything dropped in my lap and just panicked. <laughs> um, and it's been fun the second year because Rebecca has been involved in a lot and uh, and was amazingly helpful at ALA. And actually, Rebecca was on all the phone calls uh, when we called the winners. Which was amazing. <laughs> I bet. Those yeah. legendary phone calls. Well, this these were these were fun. So I have been on the Caldecott phone calls, okay. which are actually very short and very official and very scripted. And um, I mean, they're not scripted what the winner says, but they're a bit scripted on the committee's end. And it's 15 people and they're packed in and you only have so much time. And uh, it's a very different experience. These were very nice. These were these were chats. Uh, That's cool. Well, well, Rebecca can tell you um, they were definitely (laughs) chats. So some of them were quite lengthy um, because some of them, you know, like, for example, like I've met some of them before. Right. So then we we talked, you know, talked a little longer and um, it was fun to talk about their books. One of them, um, there's one author who I had questions about her book. And I think I just talked to her for 20 minutes about, well, what what happened here in your book and what happened there? Because I was just I wanted to know. And I thought <laughs> we're already giving you starting. the award, but tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. That's really what she did. <laughs> Rebecca, what was it like for you? It was, it was really, I honestly, I'm, I've been like a fangirl this entire oh, time. Cause I'm like, that. Oh my gosh, look at all these authors and we're talking to them and they're excited to talk to us. And that's so cool. Um, that so, so that's cool. really exciting for me. Um, and it's really gratifying to, you know, call these authors and say, hey, you won this award. We loved your book. We think it's really important for Jewish literature. And to have them be super excited about that is yeah. just really touching. It marks a place in time, doesn't it? The Sydney Taylor Book Award has been, how, how many years has it been in existence? Over 30, I believe. I've read, 50, right? 51. Oh, 51. It's, Great. It's been around. It's, 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 it's. It's been a lasting award, but also to keep affirming as you're making these calls, affirming the value of the work that these authors and illustrators are doing and continuing to do. I feel like that that's got to be a gratifying call. That's I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that you get that. I'm glad you get to do that, especially because you work as a librarian. So often you're just like <laughs> seeing the books on the shelf and looking at their spines and then you suddenly get to call them one one day. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was super fun. And uh, you do sometimes you, you it's like these random calls of why are you on the phone? Or sometimes I'll say, call me. And, you know, you didn't win a cruise, I swear. Um, <laughs> what's fun, too, is um, calling the publishers and uh, hearing their gratification in some place. Sometimes you get to talk to editors who um, who worked on the books. Um, there was one uh, there were a couple uh, publisher calls that just blew me away. There was um, one from uh, Creston Books, which was a mm-hmm. smaller publisher, mm-hmm. and uh, Marissa Moss. Marissa was Moss, actually, I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, and she was so blown away, and it was a notable, and you thought I gave her an Oscar. 
Um, oh. And her reaction was was so fantastic. It was so fun to to have that moment with her. And um, and there's this other call that was really great with the um, the editor of this book, uh, which it was Anne Frank's diary. It was also notable. It was a graphic adaptation and we got, um, we got six Anne Frank books this year. And so this was the, uh, the cream of the Anne Frank crop. Um, and it's an incredible, I mean, it's just an incredible book. And it's so gorgeous. Mm. Like I, I kind of wish there hadn't been words so I could just look at the pictures. It's so beautiful. And talking with him, um, and, the editor and just hearing how hard they had worked and how long that process it took that that was amazing too um and and just all the all the publishers so the publishers the um the authors the illustrators it's been really fun to kind of have that uh have those comments and those calls and and the genuineness on every one of them like oh my god you know like nobody is expecting it um even not all of a kind family Hanukkah, who you thought might, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they they honestly didn't even think they would be eligible, which we thought was really interesting. <laughs> well, be, well, because all of a kind family, um, the original series is uh, is Sydney, is, Sydney, is, Sydney is, Taylor is, is written, right. by, written by Sydney Taylor. Did so, we just um, cancel ourselves out? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, um, well, it, it's a completely new story, and. And of course they're eligible. So wait, and what right. about that crazy story too of the 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 video that Vesper made and shared over social media that on the All of a Kind family? Oh my she's god, on the cover like Vesper Stamper, the winner of 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 the award of the for what the night award, sings yep. is. So- on the cover of of the she book that like started it, so bizarre. I love it. So so bizarre. So right after we talked, I think later that day or the next day, she it was later that day because later I was that still day. At okay, dining room table. Okay, you were still at my house, and so Vesper wrote me and said, "Oh, it was such an exciting call, and I forgot to mention this." Um, and she had she sent us this cover that she had been a model as a kid on the cover of all of a kind family, a much earlier edition. And it, we sent that to the committee and it blew everyone away that, that it was right. It was very meta and really amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, that it was this, this crazy coincidence. That's awesome. Well, listen, later in this recording as listeners are listening, we're going to have some of your uh, winners and honors and notables share their own reactions to winning and the, the, the value they see in this award. But yeah. um, before we go, I want to give each of you a chance just to talk to these readers that you're serving through this award. Um, and so if you don't mind, I'm going to wrap up just by asking you this question um, that Susan, I'll start with you. I'll see a library full of children tomorrow morning thinking of of the Sydney Taylor Book Award specifically and your role in children's literature is there a message that i can bring to them from you well first lucky you i mean that's a great job <laughs> um speaking as a librarian i i love being one and um how how great um and second i mean what i say to everyone is just read what makes you happy read what excites you um and i know that 
that can be hard. There's a lot of assigned books and all of that. But um, if if it if it lights you up, that's what you should be reading. And it it doesn't matter to me if it's a if it's a cereal box or an instruction manual or you know the Newbery winner. If it excites you and you love it, you should read it. I am so grateful that I've got a chance to talk to you both. I just want to make sure I say that before I turn now to you, Rebecca, and ask, I'll see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message I can bring to them from you? Um, wow. I feel like Susan really encompassed my, my, my feelings on, on reading, but um, I think within the specific context of, you know, talking about the Sydney Taylors to, to seek out um, not only books that reflect you, but that reflect other people. Um, you know, even if it's just one that you, you know, add to your pile, um, just to, to try new things along with the books that bring you joy. Listeners, the authors and illustrators whose works represent the winners, honors, and notables of this year's Sydney Taylors now join us to share a few words on the importance of the award for readers and what it means for them having their work be recognized this year. First is Emily Jenkins, author of All of a Kind Family Hanukkah. Hi, this is Emily Jenkins. What does it mean to you to have your book recognized by the 2019 Sydney Taylor Book Award Committee? Well, I spent the past year or so thinking about Sydney Taylor's amazing characters um, and her remarkable life um, because I was writing All of a Kind Family Hanukkah. So it means so much to me to have um, this award because I just, I love Sydney Taylor. I love her work. I love what she stood for. And... Um, it was a real honor. In your own words, what is the importance of the Sydney Taylor Book Awards for our readers today? Honestly, I think it can just be hard to find Jewish books if you're looking for them for whatever reason. Um, we wouldn't automatically know that Jonathan Oxier's Sweep was a Jewish children's book. Um, we wouldn't automatically know that Alan Gratz's Refugee was a, children, a Jewish children's book. Um, it collects these books um, it it um, celebrates them, and it makes them so much more easy um, to access for um, kids, teachers, and parents. Next, Paul Zielinski, illustrator of All of a Kind Family Hanukkah. Well, I'm thrilled. And frankly, I was also flabbergasted because I thought, that All of Kind Family Hanukkah, although it's Emily Jenkins' original story, uh, would look so much like an actual Sidney Taylor book that it wouldn't be considered for the Sidney Taylor Award. So I just think it's wonderful that it was, and I'm certainly grateful. Maybe I can confess this fact that I haven't told anyone before, that I made it hard for Susan Cassell, the chair of the Sidney Taylor Award Committee, to reach me uh, because I actually noticed one morning that she was trying to get me by email and then by text and I was busy and I just thought well it's something but I didn't think it was that I had no idea I was busy and I just said I'll get back to her when I'm 
not busy later in the day. And I was sitting at our home computer and my wife said, uh, the phone rang and she said, the caller ID says the name Cusell. Does that mean anything to you? And I thought, maybe I should actually answer the phone. This is, this is a lot. And I thought, what could she possibly be calling about that was so important? And it didn't dawn on me what it was until she actually told me. So that's how um, unexpected I was. I think the Sidney Taylor Awards perform at least two slightly different functions. Uh, one is for Jewish families who are interested in finding stories about Jewish life for their children, uh, the books that'll be most significant and enjoyable, because the jury of librarians is far and away better than any sort of public poll or star-giving on a website. I believe that fervently. And two, I think it's important because with the awful ways social politics are going in this country and the world, it's important for everyone to see uh, a proud representation of Jewish culture like this. It's humanizing at a time when anti-Semitism, which used to be mainstream and that wasn't, is creeping back. I just returned from a trip to New Orleans where I read the book to a couple of second grade classes in the Ninth Ward, uh, basically all African Americans, both students and faculty, and the kids absolutely loved it, which didn't surprise me because I think it's a great piece of writing. Uh, of course, they heard it because I was there, not because it won the Sidney Taylor Award, but I'm telling this anyway uh, because one little girl raised her hand when I asked if there were any questions, and she had to repeat what she said a couple of times because I couldn't hear her. But what she said was, uh, my name is Sidney Taylor. So there's that. Author Jonathan Oxier, author of Sweep, the story of a girl and her monster. Hello, my name is Jonathan Oxier, and I am the author of Sweep, the story of a girl and her monster, the 2019 Sydney Taylor Book Award winner. Well, it's an overwhelming and truly humbling thing. Um, I mean, I've lived with this book and these characters for years, and all along the way while I was researching and writing, I knew that if I couldn't tell this story in a way that honored the Jewish experience, um, not only of, of yesterday, 19th century England, but also of today, uh, for the readers today, then, then I couldn't tell this story. And, um, you know, of course, good intentions only go so far. Um, and so once the book was out in the world, uh, I was still apprehensive that I had somehow screwed it up or made some errors. And, uh, and I'm human, so maybe I did make errors. But to hear the positive response from the actual um, Jewish reading community, including groups like the Jewish Book Council and PJ Library, and of course the Sydney Taylor Book Award Committee, uh, that means more than I can say. It's overwhelming and just amazing. Well, I, th I think the need for awareness around issues of Jewish identity has never been more necessary. I mean, you only need to open a newspaper to see that anti-Semitism is still at work in the world. And I'm always going to believe uh, that the first step against or in fighting hate is to help people see through the eyes of those they seek to dehumanize. Um, and that's something that books do best. And so by... Uh, highlighting and celebrating books with Jewish themes, the Sidney Taylor Book Award is increasing the chances that one of these stories will find its way into the hands of the sort of reader who desperately needs it. 
That's amazing work, and I'm so, so glad that they're out there. Author and illustrator Vesper Stamper of What the Night Sings. Hi, Matthew. Thank you for having me on this segment. To have my debut book recognized is an honor I definitely don't take for granted. There are so many wonderful books published every year, and it's amazing that What the Night Sings has resonated the way it has. I grew up with Sidney Taylor's books, and back in 1984, as a little girl, I was even on the book cover for the Dell Yearling paperback of All of a Kind Family, which is just so cosmic and meta. It's amazing to think that I was on the cover of Sidney Taylor's book back in the day, and now her seal is on the cover of mine. Just crazy. To be recognized with a Jewish book award, though, is really meaningful because it's a vote of confidence that I stewarded the history and the stories of the survivors I interviewed responsibly. That's a real value for me and anyone who writes historical fiction, especially those that write about the Holocaust. One of the things I'm most actively working toward when I share the book with readers is education about anti-Semitism and its tropes and the roots of bigotry, in other words, how people get to that place of hatred or how people come to accept propaganda. They say that people who work at a bank can spot counterfeit money because they're so used to the real thing. So as anti-Semitism grows globally, it's really important for students and other readers to have trusted resources that have been vetted by educators so they can point back to those resources and say, this other message that I'm getting is false, but I know what's true. In What the Night Sings, I tried to give readers the real thing to the best of my ability in terms of historical accuracy and also humanization, so that they could spot things like Holocaust denial and revisionism and these anti-Semitic tropes and Jew hatred from a mile away and not be taken in. The Sidney Taylor Book Award celebrates what's real and true in Jewish experience, Not just sorrow, but also joy, because that's real life and real humanity. So I just want to thank the Association of Jewish Libraries for this incredible honor. It means the world to me. Thanks. Author Jane Breskin-Zalvin of A Moon for Mo and Mo. Um, This is my fourth time receiving the Silver Medal Honor Book, but it's my first time, which I had suggested to librarians about 20 years ago, to be part of the ALA Awards ceremony announcements, along with um, other books of diversity and obviously the Newberry and the Caldecott. Therefore, possibly a wider audience for the book and um, every author dreams of after being alone in a room working and reworking a book and a manuscript and doing redoing art that someone out there might appreciate their effort and you just never know i mean how could you so all you do know is that you're alone in a room and you have to do it to survive to continue to be supportive and to create more if an award helps towards that end that's really great and to have someone let you know that especially librarians and teachers who bring these books to children how great is that so i appreciate a book like a moon for mo and mo which has a jewish muslim theme of friendship to be awarded this award this year and i hope it reaches a broader you know audience and i truly appreciate the committee spirit for awarding a book uh title of mine um again i think it always means something but i think more today because it's important to send a message to a wider community in both the American Library Association and the publishers that these books count too. 
because they'll only continue to be published if the bottom line is that librarians and teachers support the work, which translates for publishers into sales and for librarians into readership, um, obviously for the publishers as well. But it's not easy for a mainstream publisher to take on a Jewish book since the audience is narrower. Um, thus, publicizing and doing all that people like you, Heidi, and Matthew are doing and others in the Jewish Book Council to get the word out there is especially essential, especially in a time like now where there is a rise in anti-Semitism. And I know a greater effort that has been made more this year than any other year that I've seen. And that's a good step towards getting Jewish books further recognized and not marginalized. And as any good book should be, it should be that it's a good book or it's a great book and not just a Jewish book. Author Barb Rosenstock of Through the Window, Views of Mark Chagall's Life and Art. Hi, Matthew. It's Barb Rosenstock. Um, having our picture book through the window recognized as a Sydney Taylor honor title is kind of a full circle moment for me because when I was a little girl, both my school and public libraries were very small, but I remember reading Sydney Taylor's All of a Kind family books over and over, and I fell in love with the Five Sisters, Turn of the Century New York, and Mama, uh, who, as I remember, hid buttons throughout the house for the girls to find, which made sure their chores were done right, um, and I still remember that over and over. Um, I love the warmth Sydney Taylor's books created. They were a big part of the children's literature that turned me into a lifelong reader. And so to have one of my books recognized by the committee that bears her name is an honor. I just feel like any award that honors literature about the diversity of America is not only important, but kind of essential for our children's future and our country's growth. Uh, I also appreciate that the Sydney Taylor Awards reflect the diversity within the Jewish culture, religion, and community, because minority pub populations um, are not monolithic, and the choices made by the Sidney Taylor Committee over the years really reflects the wide-ranging scope of Jewish life um, in this country and pretty much throughout the world. Author Erica S. Pearl of All Three Stooges. All Three Stooges is about two comedy-obsessed seventh-grade boys, Noah and Dash, and about how their friendship falls apart in the wake of Dash's father's death by suicide. I'll confess that I was a little nervous when I sent this book out into the world. It's a funny book, and it's also a book that explores subject matter that some adults find uncomfortable. This award is meaningful to me because it honors the experience of kids who are dealing with painful realities. It also shows the world that funny, doesn't necessarily mean lightweight or unserious. So I think it was a brave choice for the Sydney Taylor Committee and one for which I'm deeply grateful. I grew up in Vermont and I was one of only a handful of Jewish kids at my elementary school. So now when I do school visits, I always show my first book. I wrote it in first grade and titled it The Bear's Christmas. That's how ingrained it was in me. Books were supposed to be about important things like Christmas, a holiday my own family didn't celebrate. In third grade, my school librarian, Mrs. Roth, introduced me to All of a Kind family. It gave me goosebumps to finally discover characters who shared my identity. That's the thing about the Sidney Taylor Awards. Having my book, All Three Stooges, wear a Sidney Taylor medal means that more kids will discover it. And hopefully they'll get goosebumps of their own, either because they see themselves in its pages, or just as importantly, 
because they learn about an experience beyond their own by reading it. Author Alyssa Brent Weissman of The Length of a String. Hi, this is Alyssa Brent Weissman, author of The Length of a String, which received a Sydney Taylor Book Award honor for older readers. Um, this honor has a really strong personal meaning to me because All of a Kind Family by Sydney Taylor was one of my absolute favorite books when I was a kid. I even had a set of Russian nesting dolls, and I named them after each of the sisters in the All of a Kind family. Uh, I loved the characters, and I loved the very gentle adventures that they had, but my hands-down favorite thing about that book was that the family was Jewish, because it was so rare to read about Jewish characters and see people in books who celebrated the same holidays as me and my family, um, had the same traditions, ate the same food, uh, they even lived in New York, which is where I lived. Um, it's almost like an indescribable feeling to see yourself and your family and your culture reflected in a book for the first time. And actually my book, The Length of a String, is um, it's very much about that same feeling because the main character, Amani, she finds herself reflected in a story in a book and that book is her great-grandmother Anna's diary. Um, as special as that feeling is of seeing yourself in a book, it's also really valuable for readers to read about characters and cultures who are different from them. Uh, I th think it's safe to say there are so many kids in America who, who don't know anyone Jewish in real life um, and probably know very little about Jewish faith and Jewish people. So books are such a strong way to build community and empathy across cultures. And I hope awards like the Sydney Taylor Book Award help get books with Jewish content or Jewish characters into the hands of readers who may not encounter Judaism in any other way. Um, and of course, it's always nice to be recognized. I worked really hard on this story and I'm proud of it. So I do hope that the Sydney Taylor honor helps get my book, The Length of a String, into the hands of more young readers. And um, maybe even one of those young readers, whether they're Jewish or not, might end up seeing a part of him or herself in Amani or Anna or any of my other characters the way I saw myself in Sydney Taylor's All of a Kind Family when I was a kid. Um, you never know, right? Author Rachel Lynn Solomon of You'll Miss Me When I'm Gone. This is Rachel Lynn Solomon, author of You'll Miss Me When I'm Gone. Having my book recognized feels a little surreal because as a kid, the only books I read with Jewish characters were Holocaust stories. So for the longest time, I really thought that was the only story that we had to tell. And that's a pretty devastating way to grow up. So it actually took me five books before I wrote one with Jewish characters, because there are sadly still so few in the YA world, and to be honest, I really didn't know that I could. So to me, this honor is more motivation to continue writing Jewish characters and a confirmation that these stories are valid. And I think this award is so important in general because we need to see a variety of Jewish experiences in media. We need to be able to show that we are more than tragedy and we are more than stereotypes. And while those historical stories are still incredibly important and we cannot lose them, I am always interested in seeing more modern Jewish stories too. 
And I think the Sydney Taylor Committee has done a really wonderful job honoring books that cover the variety of experiences. Thank you authors and illustrators for sharing your words for our readers and our listeners. This is Darshna Kiani, children's author and book blogger. Want to find out the latest South Asian books and children's literature? Check out www.flowering-minds.com forward slash South Asian Kidlet. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 400 episodes at matthewcwinner.com forward slash podcast. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and do not reflect ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out with the show? Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing indeed. Before we leave, I want to give a shout out to all of my patrons, those folks who are supporting the podcast and keeping the lights on care of our Patreon page. Thank you, Jenny, Sue, Amy, Sarah, Kate, Lisa, Darshna, Marianne, Jarrett, Anitra, Mike, Lynn, Link, Karina, Cynthia, Elaine, Doug, Judy, Amanda, Ruth, Laura, Teresa, and others who are coming with me on this journey. You're welcome to come with us, too. Just visit patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner and pick the support tier that's right for you. Teamwork makes the dream work, and each of you are helping to provide the tools necessary to make this podcast even greater. Thank you. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.